Welcome back to The Restless Show. I'm Father Joseph here with Lauren, Diane, and Javier. Thanks so much for joining us as we young adult Catholics navigate through the craziness of today's modern world, trying to seek God with restless hearts. So today's episode is going to be about a topic that's uh, not one of the more pleasant ones to talk about because it actually costs something of us. That's the topic of fasting. You know, in the church, we have a lot of celebrations, a lot of feasts, a lot of great reasons to celebrate. And there's also the times when we have to not celebrate and the times we have to give things up and do penance. Fasting is really something that has to be a part of every Christian's life on kind of a regular basis. So I'm curious if you guys have ever tried fasting. There's a lot of different ways to fast. We'll talk about that. But have you guys ever done any fasting in your own life? Yes. Tell us about it. So I, it's, it's funny you mentioned Lent because that's where kind of my fasting started. Um, and that's probably the time of the year when I'm the most disciplined. Um, I've done fasting throughout the year and it's, it's tough to kind of keep it, you know? Um, but fasting during Lent is like, that's the one for me that I will not mess up on. I mean, it's just, what do you, what do your fast look like? What, what sort of things do you give up? So it started with, um, gluten. Uh, I'm addicted to gluten. Um, mm, gluten. I'm addicted to <laughs> pizza and sometimes i just have a bowl of bread for breakfast <laughs> so good let's see i used to call it a uh, whole wheat and then somebody was like isn't that just like gluten and i'm like yeah i mean yeah but because then i would start naming everything like oh i'm giving up bread i'm giving up pizza i'm giving up pasta and they're like so you're going gluten-free and i'm like no it's not a diet it's a fast but technically yes i'm giving up gluten um but this past year i wanted to add stuff you know, so started adding, you know, going to adoration every day for at least an hour. Um, so for me, fasting, it's not just fasting from food. And then I think once I got that concept down, that's when it really got good for me. Um, that's when the Lord really worked in my heart. Mm. When I was started fasting from time, time for me to do the things that I want to do so that I can spend time with the Lord. Yeah. Um, that's when the rewards really started coming. Sure, because fasting creates a void in your life, in your, your your bodily routine. So what do you fill that void with? You know, the you Lord. don't, yeah. some people are like, oh, I'm gonna give up iced tea and instead yeah. drink beer. You know, like, well, yeah. is that really fasting? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna stop watching TV yeah. and instead scroll Facebook. Uh. Although I would say that fasting from food does create discipline. Because mm. um, you have to be, a lot of people try to go on these diets, like these extreme diets and stuff. And then like five days in, they cheat on them, you know, because they don't have discipline, you know, but through fasting and giving up, giving it up to the Lord, which is the only time that I'm able to stick to any sort of diet, (laughs) if you want to call it a diet, um, it creates discipline. And I can see that in my personal life. Um, I sin a lot less whenever I'm actually fasting um, because I have that discipline and uh, I don't. Somebody mentioned it to me once, and I then I kind of looked at it during Lent, and I was like, whoa, like, it's, it's Correlation, huge. Correlation, yeah. Yeah, it's for sure. Pretty, pretty huge. What about you, Diane? Have you ever done any fasting? Um, I'm pretty disciplined with food, so I don't think I overeat or anything. So that's not one of the things that, um, I mean, obviously fast during Lent when I'm supposed to, um, 
but I don't really eat between meals anyway. Um, but I do fast during Lent and Advent from other things that I feel like I've become attached to. So I've done Instagram and now that's gone permanently. Um, normally during Lent I'll do Facebook too. Cause I don't spend that much time on it. I like, I'm pretty disciplined about those types of things now because of the fasting. Um, but even so, I just think that anything that where I'm sort of wasting time, um, as opposed to like spending time in prayer, that's kind of where I guess I, um, try to pour into, pour my efforts into. I fasted from running as well. So like really just anything like that is, that I perceive to be sort of that I'm getting attached to. Um, wow. Most people would start running. As their, as their bodily <laughs> yeah. penance. But. Yeah, but I think that brings up an important point, right? Like fasting is going to look different for everyone because everyone has different attachments. Just because, you know, you could, and I think it's like you have to be very careful not to judge people who are attached to food or attached to alcohol or whatever because I think at the end of the day, we all have attachments to things and mm. that fasting just is a way to, you know, give up sort of control of the things that we're trying to control um, and that we're attached to and that we're ultimately like putting our hope in as opposed to putting, you know, our hope in the Lord. That's so true. That's so true. Well, what comes to mind for me with fasting is Ash Wednesday and, and those kinds of days, right, where we're only supposed to have one regular meal and two snacks or two small meals that aren't as big as the one regular meal. <laughs> is that correct? Yeah. So I'll try to do that. But I've fallen off, you know, like I'll get to a point in the day where I am so hungry. And for me, if I feel like those strong hunger pains, I can't really concentrate on my work. Do you get hangry? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily in that moment, but I'm sure there's other times when I do, but I can't keep working. You know, if I'm trying to like be disciplined on something, I'm just like, oh, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If you so, got a job to do, it's kind of hard. Yeah. And even at, even at work, yeah. sometimes I'd be like, no, you're going to wait till 1230 today to go to lunch, you know, like right. finish this test before you go to lunch. And like a minute later, I'm like, nope, I got to go to lunch now. I cannot <laughs> focus. <laughs> so that's been a challenge for me. But other times, you know, other years, I'll do it. You know, I'll like, I guess, suffer through it. But I'm for me for a while, I think I felt like, oh, it's another Ash Wednesday. Like, mm. do I really have to do this? Like, I felt like I've given myself to God, you know, and like, it's okay that I don't do it, but now that I'm older, I realize, well, anytime I do it, right, that's another penance that I can offer up, mm. and it's really for my benefit, so I should try to do it and deal with that little bit of suffering of being hungry. I mean, one regular meal and two small meals isn't, come on. So that's, that's, that's probably what most of the world has yeah, like, as a regular. Yeah, on a normal day, yeah. So, and I can't say that I've ever fasted from food for an entire day. Well, what do you give up for Lent if you... Oh, I always give up sweets. Okay, that's a type of fasting. But to be fair, <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you do it on days it. that end in Y or something? No. <laughs> so, like, I started this back in middle school, or maybe even elementary school. I started with cookies because I loved cookies, and then I was like, that was too easy. So then I gave up all sweets, and I did that for years. Um, but I need a little bit of something, so I really like semi-sweet chocolate. So I'd give up sweets, like but like chocolate. not semi-sweet chocolate chips, so I could yeah. still have those, you know. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, it's too hard otherwise. And then most years... She switched to dark chocolate. Well, it's More the same. Dark, well, it's similar. But, and then uh, most of the time, or I always for a long time felt like it must be, you know, all 40 days of Lent. And then um, Holy Week, like, 
you know, but my grandpa always said Sundays don't count, which I was like, what? Do they really not count? But now I kind of switched and I'm like, yeah, like God is risen. You don't need to keep the fast <laughs> on Sunday. So it's I kind of alternate yeah. on whether I... That's one of the most hotly debated topics <laughs> right. in my parish <laughs> yes. is whether the Sunday loophole is a thing. I know. And yeah. I did some research into it and I found out where it comes from. So it actually used to be customary uh, before the Second Vatican Council that Catholics were obliged to fast every day of Lent, not just twice, not just our, you know, uh, Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. Mm -hmm. And so imagine you're only having one meal, uh, basically one meal a day for 40 days, you know. And no meat, right? And no, yeah, no meat. Like if you, if even today, the Orthodox Christians yeah, are no meat, no say. oil, no dairy, nothing fun. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's really tough, you know, to go 40 straight days, you're going to get hungry. And so that's why Sundays were like, that's the day you don't have to fast where you yeah. can... And, and the idea after the Second Vatican Council was that Catholics should then continue to do some sort of penance that costs them as much as, um, you know, giving up f food every day of Lent, which is tough. Yeah. You know, but sometimes people have kind of lessened that to the point of, well, I'll give up, um, you know, brownies or something very specific mm -hmm. where you only have once a week or something like that, you know. Yeah. So, so you... Some of you have found, do you, like Javier, do you find fasting to be difficult? I think it depends on what I do for fasting. Um, it, it is difficult, I'm not going to lie, because um, uh, as they were talking, I, I do a lot more than just gluten now that I think about it for Lent, at least. I do added sugar, I do social media, um, and uh, now adding stuff, uh, it is tough. But for me, the food is very tough. Um, but it is an opportunity to give something up to the Lord. Um, and you offer it up for different things. You offer it up for souls in the purgatory and stuff. And But it does bring you to prayer, you know, and those times whenever I'm really, really hungry, you know, it brings me to a quick prayer with the Lord, just like a minute or two, or it doesn't have to be that much, but it turns my eyes to the Lord. Yeah. Um, just like some people say, like, you're not, you don't have to pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet at 3 p.m., just turning your eyes to the Lord at 3 p.m. and acknowledging what he did for us is enough. If you don't have time to pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet, uh, some people don't do it. Some people don't like it. And so it's kind of the same for me. Um, but the rewards uh, from fasting for me have been tremendous in the sense that I, I've taken fast fasting outside of Lent. Um, I do it regularly. Um, just every now and then I'll just say like, well, I'm, I'm going to give up this. I'm going to give up that. I mean, you guys know, think about a couple of weeks ago, I was, uh, giving up. Um, uh, I think it was because of the sin of vice. <laughs> I gave up, um, cutting my hair for a couple of months and, uh, shaving my beard. Oh, and the sin, that, of, sin of vanity. Vanity. Yeah. That's yeah. what I, the, the, the vice of vanity. Uh, that, that, um, that, that was that was, was a penance for everyone around you. Yes, that was. But <laughs> that was honest. that was tough for me. That was really tough for me. I mean, and I think I I told you I, I wanted the last two weeks. I wanted to take it a step further, and I wanted to do the Jesus look. <laughs> so I parted my hair in the hair in the middle because I'd done it before just for, you know, just for fun. I'd done it before, and I thought I looked ridiculous, and so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do it for two weeks. And so I did it, and you guys made it very clear before we, uh, I had, you know, that video that you and I had to record together, you were like, I want to get a little haircut and uh, you know, <laughs> maybe maybe part your hair to the side and, you know, this and that. And it, it was subtle, but it was, you know, I could tell. And 
um, that was tough for me because my image has always been something. Um, but I found that who cares, well, you know? Well, that goes Why? to, that goes to Diane's point that giving up something that you're attached to is yeah. kind of the point of fasting, yeah. you know, for other people, you know, combing their hair wouldn't matter that much. Right. You know, I don't have much hair to comb. So <laughs> <laughs> don't agree with that. So, <laughs> so, so Diane, like, you, you know, you mentioned giving up certain things. What are some of the spiritual benefits you found? Well, I think that for myself, it just helps me. Sometimes I get into my, I get in, because I'm a perfectionist, I'm a type A personality, and I like to control things. So when I find that I'm trying to control things in my life, like running or just like the way that you want to look or whatever, and it starts to dominate, like, I guess your thought, and even if it's not like a conscious thing, I think it becomes um, sort of subconscious. And so I've found that by giving up the things, first of all, it's hard, right? Because the flesh is against the, is against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh, um, as we know from the Bible. So um, it's difficult. And I think that by doing something difficult, you're kind of relying, surrendering yourself, at least mm-hmm. I am, to God to say, okay, I can't do this. I don't really want to do this, but I need your help to do this. And so for me, it's sort of... Um, uh, growth and trust and uh, in surrender right. and uh, letting go of the control um, and honestly just spending more time in prayer because I think that there's just temptations all the time to um, waste time and even even on good things, right? It's just a matter of sort of, I guess, moderation and how we, we look at those things. Mm, yeah, fa- yeah, moderation is a good word there because right. you, you can always go to one extreme or the other when fasting mm-hmm. right have you ever done a fast that's like was way too hard and you're like oh why did i start this since yeah typically i mean like ash wednesday and good friday and stuff i feel like i can't the the one the big meal and the two small meals um i don't know i try to go like as long as i can without food and eat like the very minimal and then i normally feel pretty bad at the end of the day but yeah that's that kind of backfires yeah it's yeah. not we shouldn't be doing things that are physically harmful to us when we yeah. fast. But that's why I ended up doing other stuff because, um, well, like for me, it's kind of the opposite. Fasting just kind of like from food, sort of like when it comes to just not eating, I'm okay with that because I do intermittent fasting for 16 to 18 hours a day anyways. And sometimes I go 20 or more. And so then where is the fast in that? For me, like, you know, okay, Ash Wednesday, Good Friday, that's not tough for me. And so I was like, okay, I need to do, I need to do other stuff, you know, because it's, there has to be a sacrifice. That's the whole point of fasting. There has to be a sacrifice and it has to turn, turn you towards the Lord. Yeah. You know, I mean, he sacrificed his life, his body, his, for us, you know? And so, uh, in a sense, like when I'm doing a fast and it seems like it's too easy for me, I'm like, nah, this is not what the Lord would have done. Now, your point is, you make a great point that if it's something that's going to be a detriment to our health, then it's not good because we're not taking care of our temples, you know. And um, So with your intermittent fasting, what time of the day do you usually start eating? I usually start eating at like 1 p.m. or so. What? That is crazy. And I'll stop eating at like 6 or 7 p.m. So are you starving every morning or are you used to it now? At the beginning, 
you're kind of starving the first couple of days mm-hmm. and then your body just completely gets used to it completely gets used to it like today i, I ate because i knew it was late not because i was hungry right it was 1 mm-hmm. p.m today and i was like i need to eat something you know because oh at some gosh. point it's gonna affect like my concentration and stuff like that or i'm gonna get a headache and i'm not even gonna notice it but i was not hungry at all wow and do you offer this fast up you know to god or to mary or something or is this just your health routine not intermittent just because it's easy for me it's not Mm. i think at the beginning if i get out of it and then i try to get back into it then i do offer it up but once it's like easy then what are you offering up like you know it's funny that's what saint john vianney said he said he said when you're doing penance the first step is the most difficult yeah he said after that it's easy You, you do get into the routine yeah. But you must eat very little because all you had for dinner was half a cup of granola, which you spilled half over the front seat of my car <laughs> on our drive here to the studio. Yes, I don't really eat so. that much. I do have one me- one pretty big meal, a big meal a day. Okay. Um, my lunch is pretty big. But also being from Hispanic culture, I know that's kind of part of just eating is your, your meal, your lunch is your big meal, right? Yes. And, and then you take a siesta? Although, <laughs> no, that's that's more European. But, oh, okay. Um, I will say that when I'm at my house, breakfast is big, lunch is big, dinner is big, snacks are big. Just <laughs> like back home with I, family, you mean? Yes. Or, okay. I put on. You guys are not going to believe it, but I put on 11 pounds this past week when I was home. What? In wow. A week. Well, we can't tell by looking at you. No. Well, I, I already lost. He's wearing that. a vest though, so that's also true. hard to see. <laughs> that's true. I've only been here like two days, but I started eating better a day or two before I came back. And then like, you know, then as soon as I got here, I started doing my intermittent fasting and then I, I lost maybe like four or five pounds. Wow. I mean, it's... Well, that's, that's one of the other benefits of fastings. Yeah. You know, staying at a healthy weight, hopefully. You know. Yeah, for sure. We're going to come back and talk more about fasting in just a minute. Stay tuned. Hey, did you know you can take Veritas Catholic Network with you wherever you go? All you have to do is download the Veritas Catholic Network app. Then you can listen to the live broadcast 24 hours a day. You can also grab podcasts of our original shows like Let Me Be Frank and Restless and much more right at your fingertips and on your phone. Download the Veritas Catholic Network app today at the Apple App Store or on the Google Play Store or visit www.veritascatholic.com. And welcome back to Restless. We've been talking today about fasting, part of the Christian life that many of us may struggle with, and understandably so, because we live in a world where food is easily accessible, and we've been told pretty much throughout our entire lives, you know, do what feels good, because you deserve it. You deserve it. You know, I remember seeing this ice cream commercial that said, get rid of the shoulds. In other words, you know, don't tell yourself you shouldn't eat this, just kind of, just do it. You know. And well, wait a second, hold on. Is that really the Christian attitude? You know, probably not. Probably not. So Lauren was telling us over the break about something her spiritual director kind of gave her the challenge to do. Yeah. So we were recently talking about penance because I kind of was like, I don't understand penance really. Like why or, you know, why we do this or the benefits, um, I guess, because I'm still early or on in my spiritual life. She's like, well, you know, you can offer it up to Mary and or a specific person or whatever it is. And hopefully that'll lead to that person or some stranger receiving grace. So she said, you know, you could even do a bread and water fast. 
And I was mm. like, bread and water fast for a day? What? Like, in my mind, I'm like, I would never do that. You know, like, that, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really hard. But what I did start doing is kind of the intermittent fasting thing, like Javi, you know, not eating until noon, which is new for me. Mm. Um, and it's something I've considered. And I, I had realized, like, my work had switched to a model of um, everyone can work one day from home a week, mm. like in, you know, this year kind of. So January, February, whatever, I was doing that. And I would find that I could get on my laptop and start working kind of like you, Javi. And it'd be one o'clock and I hadn't eaten. But then the next day, if I'm in the office, I'm hungry. So I'll have mm. my granola bar or whatever, banana at, at 10 a.m. And then I found out it's actually not good for your body, you know, to eat early one day and then eat three hours later the next day because your body goes into starvation mode and then it holds on to the fat even more. It's like, no, nope, yeah. do not want that to happen. So I should probably regulate this. So once I talked to her and she, my spiritual director and she said, you know, any kind of fast you can do is a good penance. I was like, okay, this is it then. I'm going to just sit every day to noon and I offer it up to Mary, you know, and, and I think it's been a good thing. I mean, it might be like 11 a.m. and I'll be like, oh, I only have one hour left, you know, if I'm hungry. Um, but I can make it to noon. Yeah, yeah. Some days are harder than others, but I just always am like, it's for Mary. It's for Mary. So I'm able to do it. <laughs> one, a, a wise person once told me, he said, fasting is strengthening your no muscle. And I thought that was a great insight, strengthening your no muscle. Because a lot of times when we struggle with sin, particularly right. the sins of the flesh or even just, you know, unkind words, it's a struggle because we don't know how to say no to ourselves. And when you can say that no, when it's 11 a.m. and you're like, I'm hungry, but I told myself I wasn't going to eat till noon, you're strengthening your no muscle and mm. your ability to say no to things. And that's, that leads to such interior freedom, you know, to be able to, to, to have the strength of will to say no when you shouldn't do something. Yeah, for sure. I think that's what I was talking about when I was talking about that it creates discipline for me. And, and that's a great way to put it because it does strengthen that no muscle. I mean, I, I, I notice it when I'm in a strong period of fasting. It is so much easier to say no to my flesh, to say no to even just being angry with somebody or just like forgiving, not, not forgiving somebody quickly. Mm. You know, that's, that's a sin of pride. And I'm, I, I just say no. No, I'm not going to be proud. I'm going to go and forgive this person, you know. And it's just so much easier to like overcome that. And when I'm not fasting, it is so much harder to not hold a grudge sometimes when somebody does something to me or to not be um, upset when somebody's upset with me, you know? Yeah. And even when I'm thinking I should be merciful or something. Um, and then right now, as you were talking, I'm thinking, I'm like, man, I don't remember having a single argument or in Lent with people. I just remember being in a great mood just remember being so loving and peaceful and, and you would think it's the other way around when people are hungry they're not in a great mood they're not happy yeah, yeah. but it wasn't like that for me no i think when you have a transcendent reason to yeah. be hungry you know yeah. so what uh, what could we fast from if perhaps food is not an option maybe some people listening out there are struggling with diabetes or mm. some other or maybe just you know food is not really possible for them to fast from what else can can be a part of it fasting i think tv is probably a pretty obvious one um especially just you know our culture is very much binge watch right like it's not just even watching one episode a night it's watching like five you know yeah. which i don't do i don't have the time for it but even right now if you're a binge watcher try to cut that back to one or two episodes right mm -hmm. and then open up your time 
to something else because sitting around and watching TV isn't really making you a better person, right? Yeah. Or whatever. So Diane recommended social media. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, I think we all have to sort of examine where we're spending our time and what we're sort of wasting our time on. So it's going to look different for everyone. Um, so that could be social media. It could be TV, like Lauren said. It could be technology or phone. I mean, I think nowadays it's like you have this, like, urge to just, you know, like, check your email all the time and just, you know, maybe putting that on silent or just, you know, having a day where you don't use it. Um, it's really just, I think all of us know where we're spending our time in the wrong places and sort of just figuring that out. I had a, uh, one of our youth group kids actually was telling me, I asked him what he was doing for Lent. He said he gave up his pillow, he slept without a pillow. Like hmm. That's unique. It's actually yeah, kind of a cool idea. I, idea. I've known people that went, I knew this one guy who did tent for Lent, slept in a tent out uh, in his backyard. Outside? Yeah, outside That's in his cold. backyard. Other Cheap. people giving up like hot showers and only take cold showers. Mm-hmm. That is a sacrifice. <laughs> but see, those are all great because there's a lot of humility in that. And there's like, you're putting yourself in the shoes of people that don't have, you know, they don't, that people that don't have a pillow, mm. people that don't have a hot shower, the things that we take for granted each and every day, you know, I mean, the, I can't, I don't know which saint it was, but there was a saint that literally got up every morning and thanked the Lord for the little things that we never think about. The socks that we wear, the shoes that we wear the pants that we wear, the shirt that we wear, the hot shower in the morning and stuff. And like things that we just like, you know, it's, it's like somebody asks you on the spot, like name 10 things to be thankful for. And most people would be like, um, well, right now my work sucks and this sucks <laughs> and this, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, then COVID is horrible. And it's like, we don't think about those things, but you know, yeah. that I think those are things that are great to give up because, you know, it's like we we can put ourselves in not only in the shoes of those people, but pray for them. You know, I mean, in that, in those moments of suffering, like suffering without a pillow, which sounds silly, but you would suffer at night without a pillow. If you're used to sleeping with a pillow every day, Oh yeah. suffering from taking a cold shower instead of a hot shower, you can pray during those times and pray for the people that take a cold shower every single day. Don't even know what a hot shower even feels like. Oh, I'd be praying. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but Javi, yeah. like that's a great point too. I think just fasting too does sort of create that space for humility um, because we realize our frailty. Because I know when I'm fasting, like even just food and stuff and yeah. just anything, I do feel frail. I feel my sort of dependence on God. And I think a lot of times we can go through life when things are going great and you have all this like abundant, everything is right at your fingertips that you're like, all right, you know, like I'm sort of the God of my life and that's not the case. And I think when you fast, you sort of realize that, wow, like my whole existence is like, I am totally dependent on God for everything. And I do think that creates the space for humility, which last week we were talking about how humility is sort of the foundation of all virtue. So, yeah. Yeah. And also makes you realize that you, you can actually do without a lot of stuff you think mm-hmm. thought you couldn't do without. Yeah. You know? It's like, funny. Most of the fasts that I've done in terms of like social media, it's like, I was like, I cannot give this up. I can't do this or like, you know, whatever in terms of food and stuff. And I didn't go back to it. So, yeah. You start to realize how much better your life is without social media or without, I, I you know, kind of growing up, giving up dessert was the mandatory fast in my family. We didn't get a choice. It's like, you got to do this. Yeah. I'm like, ah. But now, you know, now that I'm an adult, I was like, okay, you know, I'll give up dessert for Lent. And then when Lent's over, I was like, yeah, I kind of like that. I'm going to keep that, keep doing that. And yeah. I can't say the same. No? <laughs> no. 
sweets always come back to me. I, I do sweets on feast days and Sundays. I do yeah. added sugar. That's what I do because I know it's bad for my body and it's hard for me. It's harder because it's now you got to check the labels and it's like yeah. a lot of things that you don't think are sweets have added sugar in them. Sure. And so it's like you're checking gotcha. the label and you're like, oh, I, I, I can eat that, you know, because it's not sweet, you know. And then you look at it and it's like two grams of added sugar and it's like, whoa, you know, that's a real sacrifice because you're not just giving up dessert. You're going to have dessert plus anything else that's also got the added sugar. And one of the things that came to mind when I was when we were talking was um, um, people always ask me, why do you fast? You know, like the Lord wouldn't want you to give this up. The Lord wouldn't want you to do this. The Lord wouldn't want you to do that. And they always give, bring like those verses where like, you know, the, you know, the Pharisees would come up to Jesus and stuff when his disciples were not fasting on the Sabbath or something like that. And, and I, it reminded me, and I think we were talking about it during the break of Matthew six sixteen, and the Lord says, when you fast. And I think that's something that always struck me. And we, I, I know that's in one of the gospels throughout the year. I don't know which one, but Ash Wednesday, actually. Ash Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he says, when you fast, not if you fast, but when you fast. So obviously the Lord intended us to fast. And then he goes on to tell us like how we're supposed to be. We're not supposed to boast about it or talk about it or, or look like, you mean like pale talk, or fragile. Talk about it like we've just done for the last half hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, not like, like that. Name <laughs> the hundred things that you're giving up and stuff, because then that becomes about you and not about the Lord and stuff. Right. It should be private. Um, but the point that I'm trying to make, is not that. It's the fact that he, the Lord says, when you fast. And it, that always stuck to me. It was a part of not only Jewish tradition, but Christian tradition from the very beginning. Yeah. And not only Christian tradition, to be honest, every religion in history has recognized that part of worship is sacrifice. Yeah. And even Mary, when she appears all the time, you know, Fatima and that Lourdes, and she's always saying that message, do penance, do penance. Yeah. And it's not just like, oh, we got to, you know, pay something back to God more. It's like she, she wants us to experience that freedom of the children of God, the freedom that comes from knowing that we're not mastered by our flesh, yeah. we're only mastered by God. So my challenge for all of you listeners is to take on some sort of regular penance. Maybe it's on Fridays, maybe it's, the, the classic tradition is Wednesdays and Fridays um, from the early church and give something up that pinches, something that hurts a little bit, you know, giving up dessert or giving up alcoholic beverages or giving up uh, you know, watching TV or scrolling through Facebook, whatever it is that is going to cost you perhaps a bit, but that's going to lead you to strengthen your no muscle, to experience that self-discipline, and to experience that freedom uh, of uniting it to Christ and his cross. Choose it not only during Lent, but year-round if you can, and you'll find, I think, a great benefit in your spiritual life. Thanks so much for joining us this week on Restless. You can find us on 1350 AM, Veritas Catholic Network, and wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.